We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. We have our first guest of the afternoon here. He was a member of the 6970 Knicks as well. Mr. Bill Hoskett. Bill, this is uh, CP here from Knicks Fan TV. We have Jake Brown from New York Post Sports. How are you doing today? We're doing well. Looking forward to this. So great to be back and uh, to see some of the guys. And uh, I just sat down with uh, Dr. Barnett now. He was Dick Barnett when I was here. But uh, uh, Dick reminded me of a mistake I made 50 years ago. It didn't, it didn't take him long. He said, uh, have you tried to guard Lenny Wilkins lately? No. So. <laughs> Doctors don't forget that. No, no, years later, they that's a name from the past to all of you and yeah, to everybody. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was in the game given to Busher a rest, and uh, they ran a little pitchback play, and I switched out onto Lenny Wilkins. I yelled switch, and he hadn't used his dribble yet. And uh, – he blew by me, and to this day, I don't know which side he went by on. And and Dick offered me a windbreaker at the timeout, saying, "Hey, you got to learn some things. You don't ever, with your speed, you don't ever yell switch and check. Try to check Lenny Wilkins." Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Bill, what made that '69 70 team so special? It was obviously the first Knicks title, but you seem to remember it like it was yesterday. So clearly, it was a uh, fond memories for you. Oh, it's a tremendous memory. They were uh, not only great players, but great people, mm-hmm. and. Uh, It was a group that uh, played together, had to play together. We weren't overpowering large or anything like that or extremely athletic, but a very smart basketball team that knew how to move the ball. Uh, Red Holzman forced us to play defense whether we wanted to or not. And uh, uh, but it was a great group of guys. Willis was such a great captain and, you know, Dick and Clyde in the backcourt and then Cassie coming off the bench, he was so explosive, and Bill and Dave up front. Uh, it was just a fun team just to be a part of it. And in, in that era, uh, you didn't get recognition for doing anything other than winning. And so uh, Bill Russell had kind of set the bar kind of high up in Boston, 13 years and yeah. 11 rings. And so it was all, it was all about winning, and uh, we were really excited to get that first championship for the city. 
you being part of that Minutemen group, what did you feel like your role was for that team? Well, you know, it was really just to make sure that you didn't hurt the team, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and keep everybody ready. My first year, we had so many injuries. Phil Jackson got hurt, and uh, so some of us had to play where I don't think Coach Holzman really wanted to play us all that much. But uh, uh, and I would, and after the trade, when we got Dave DeBusher, uh, he was a great mentor to me because. Uh, Dave guarded the opposing big forward on the other team and gave me a lot of instructions. The five or six <laughs> minutes I went in to give him a blow, uh, he made sure that uh, the guy didn't get his average against me. So he, he was like a coach on the floor for me. I'm curious, were you guys motivated at all by the Mets and Jets winning prior in 69? Were you like, all right, we need to complete this trifecta in New York City? Oh, well, I don't know if we talked about it that much, but it was kind of obvious with the media attention and everything that went on. So... Uh, and we became uh, kind of the focal point in the winter. Even the uh, uh, Broadway and actors and uh, the movie people, they would come during the week games. Now, Saturday night, they were somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> during, the, 54. during the week, they were behind our bench. And so uh, it was just a fun time to be in New York. And anytime you're winning, it's great. And uh, I've said many times, I, I ended up in the expansion draft a couple years later, but I, I can't imagine being in this city and not winning. It wouldn't be as much fun. Yeah. But uh, I, I remember the night we won. Uh, we had won 18 straight, which at that time was an NBA record, later broken by the Lakers. And uh, uh, But we lost the, I think, going for 19, we got beat by the Pistons in the garden. And the game ended, and we stood up, and we're kind of walking off the floor, and the place started to boo. And then they erupted into like a standing <laughs> ovation. It was kind of like a Bronx cheer. Yeah. Like, uh, what's wrong with you yeah. guys? You know, you yeah. lost a game. Not, so. not much has changed. Not much <laughs> no, has changed no. today. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Wow. So in that game seven, you know, you, you had all the drama. Did you know Willis was going to come back? Well, we all had the feeling he was going to try. I mean, if you knew Willis Reed and I roomed with Willis on the road my rookie year, so really got to know him as a person and – that dates us alone because now they all have individual suites. So, uh, but we had two to a room. But uh, Willis had such willpower, such dignity. He's a great captain, just a great man. And uh, we knew if in any way possible he was going to play. Then to come out and have the garden erupt the way it did, it was, uh, you know, I've been in a lot of arenas, a lot of games. Uh, you know, we won in high school and went to the Final Four and played in the Olympics. But... I never heard a crowd like that seventh game when Willis came out of the locker room and uh, the Lakers actually stopped warming up and, you know, Hall of Famers, you got, you know, Baylor West, you know, Wilt, and they stopped and said, what's going on here? So, and then when he made his first couple of shots, and then Walt had a phenomenal game and took over and it it was over from that point on, so. Dave DeBusher, may he rest in peace. How integral was he to that Knicks team? Oh, he was terrific i mean dave was uh i think he was born a man he'd already <laughs> been a player coach of the pistons when he you know at 24 years old man. so when the trade was made uh it changed our whole team because not only to give us a great power forward that really understood the game but it moved willis from the corner back inside where he was more comfortable after bellamy was traded mm-hmm. and uh Comives was traded and it brought walt frazier to the floor to the game and so the team just it changed the perspective of the entire team so it, it, it was fun I you know one of my fondest recollections that I tell people when I speak back in Ohio or whatever um, 
you know, my first game, I came straight from the Olympic Games, so they were in the fall that year. And so the team had already played four or five regular season games. And so I was introduced that night and just, you know, Red told me, you're not going to play, but you're going to go through warm-ups and they're going to have a little introduction, which they did. But I took my spot on the Nick bench and Walt Frazier was to my left and Bill Bradley was to my right. And they were both college players of the year. And I said, this is a pretty good team. <laughs> <laughs> they're not in the lineup. It's a cavalcade of stars. <laughs> yeah, right? and they're Jeez. not playing. So you knew you had to bring your A game just to be part of it. But it, it, it was a tremendous experience. Wow. You mentioned Lenny Wilkins in here. He's a legendary coach as we know him, but for you, uh, a great player. Who, who was, would you say, that, that NBA legend who was the toughest guy to, to guard in, in your playing days? Oh, my. Uh, they all tried to career against me. So, I mean, uh, but uh, Billy Cunningham was so tough. Chet Walker was a great player. Connie Hawkins had so much ability. Uh, played an exhibition game, not a regular season game, against Dr. J once, and he did things we'd never seen done before. Yeah. And now probably – 25 guys in the league can do that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, they were so special. And then and the great teams in Boston, those games were, were so tough. Yeah. And, of course, Havlicek and Siegfried were both alums of Ohio State the way I was. I'm a little bit younger than those guys were. But uh, uh, I knew how tough they were. And, of course, Russell, when it was playoff time, was just unreal. I mean, just a great player. And, of course, Wilt was so imposing. And we had Jerry West, I mean, out yeah. there. Uh, just Great, great players and uh, guys that really came to compete every night. So it, it was a – I think when they picked the top 50 in the league, we'd played against maybe 37 yeah, of them or something yeah. in that era. Yeah. So it, uh, it was pretty phenomenal. Will Chamberlain. That's all I need to say. Like, that's it. May he rest in peace. Like, what was he like in covering Will Chamberlain? What was that like? He was a monster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, Will was uh, – people forget how strong he was. They think – call him Wilt to Stilt and all that but later in his career uh, he had really bulked up and that uh, the year that we won the championship the first one in 70 uh, Wilt had torn his patella tendon during the year and said I'll be back for the playoffs and we played him a regular season game toward the end of the year and he had just gotten off the universal weight machine which they used at the time and came in our locker room before the game to talk to to Willis and I said, I've never seen a human being look anything like that. I mean, he was like 330 pounds and still looked muscular. His arms were huge. And uh, Wilt was amazing. There's no question. In fact, uh, in the fifth game, which we were fortunate enough to win that year after, that's the year, the game that Willis got hurt, uh, I actually came in for Willis. And uh, that didn't last very long. That didn't intimidate Wilt too much either. So, you know, but uh, very seldom do you ever get in a game at my size, you know, and back then, 6'8", 228 or whatever, that uh, you're giving away six inches and, fifth, you know, almost 100 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he was three and a quarter mm -hmm. that year in the playoffs, so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Have another member of the championship team. He goes by Mike Reardon, a member of the Minutemen, came off the bench for the 70 championship team. Mike, how are you? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, Mike. All right. Great to be here. It's been a while. Yeah. So so as, as I introed you in, you were a member of the legendary Minutemen coming off the bench for that 70s team. What, what did you feel like your role was in terms of just supporting these guys on their championship run? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was third guard, kind of getting about 20, 25 minutes a game, coming in for Clyde and uh, Dick Barnett. And uh, so I would swing between uh, either the point guard or the off guard, and I would try to uh, take the best scores to keep those guys out of foul trouble. And uh, I, I knew I wasn't going to be playing 40 minutes, so I didn't have to worry about fouling out. So uh, I would just try to move the ball, play good defense, and we, we ran a lot of plays. We ran a lot of movements. Uh, we were a good passing team. So... Uh, I just try to fit in, and uh, being a native New Yorker, uh, myself and John Warren were the two locals. Uh, we were just uh, so thrilled to 
to take a run at a championship season and then bring home a ring. That had to have been extra special, and we talked about it um, early on with Bill that uh, the Mets win, the Jets win, and then you guys win. And you being a Queens guy and a New Yorker, you must have been on cloud nine in 1970 when you guys completed the trifecta. Oh, I, I mean, it was unbelievable because the, the Knicks up to that time, uh, it, since I've been a young kid here in town, uh, were awful. Mm-hmm. And it, it, uh, uh, it, putting things together and on the rise and uh, getting good draft picks with Eddie Donovan and Red Holzman, putting things together, uh, we could see which way it was going. And when we made that trade uh, for Dave DeBuscher. Uh, it, it kind of solidified three positions. Uh, uh, Willis went back into the hole. Dave was the power forward, and Clyde took over running the club. So uh, all the chemistry was, was solid right after that point. And we had a good playoff run. We lost to the Celtics, but we knew we were all coming back. And uh, it, uh, it was just a Cinderella season as far as uh, we, we had – uh, a, a good win streak there. I think we won 16 or 17 uh, in a row that year. And uh, so uh, it, it, it was basically the highlight of, uh, of anything I had ever done in basketball uh, during that time and since because we weren't concerned. No one was concerned with individual honors or stats. Uh, we were just uh, zeroed in on winning a championship. And there's, there's no feeling like it. What was it like going up against Clyde and Dr. Barnett in practice? Did, did you feel like that kind of prepared you for some of the other, you know, legends of the game when you had to guard them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, those guys were, were, were two of the best guards in the league, great guard tandem. And uh, uh, our practices got pretty heated, too, because we were – the guys on the uh, Minutemen, we tried to push the starters severely. And uh, sometimes, you know, they weren't into it. Sometimes they were trying to take it. But when we got into it, started talking trash to them and, and knocking them down, uh, <laughs> they, they knew uh, that, hey, we were going to finish up on a roll here. So uh, it, it, uh, I think it prepared us for games. And uh, we had a very predictable routine as far as substitutions goes, other than uh, people getting in foul trouble or injuries. But uh, uh, Cassie... Uh, Dave Stallworth, uh, myself, Nate Bowman, and then we, we had a fifth uh, for Bill Hoskett or Johnny Warren. And uh, the practices were pretty close. Uh, and uh, we, think, we think that has got a lot to do with preparing a team uh, for the last four to six minutes of a game. All right, Mike, spill the beans. How many fights went on in these practices? <laughs> uh, were the punches thrown, anything? No, like no, no. We, we, <laughs> no TMZ there? <laughs> no, I don't, nothing like that. Just just uh, some bad looks at times yeah. and said, what was that? And uh, we, we all were on the same page, but uh, it, ne- it never elevated to that. It, it, ju- it just came down to words. No one swung on each other. And uh, afterwards, it was all buried because... We were like a family. I mean, uh, you guys got, had family fights, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. And then uh, next thing you know, you're eating dinner with yeah, everybody, right? Right, right. right. Do you ever joke with Earl? Because you were part of the trade that got Earl here. So shouldn't you get the second t- second ring too? Don't you get another I, ring? I just reminded him of that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I said, you know, hey, Earl, uh, you wouldn't have got that second ring without me. Yeah. And uh, But then I also uh, said something to him uh, kidding around. I, he said uh, – uh, oh, you're still living down in Maryland? And I said, yeah. And I told him where I was. I said, hey, uh, Earl, you know, you got more fans down in Maryland than you do in New York. <laughs> in other words, he, he was the man down yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Where, where here, he, he was another star. Right, mm-hmm. right. But he, he wasn't the man here. Right. Right? So uh, he, he nodded and said, you got that right. 
That's funny. <laughs> well, 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 Mike, we're getting the cue here. Uh, all right. It was an honor to speak to you. Thank, thank you very much yeah, for joining us. Nice right. talking to you guys. All right? Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Right. Absolutely. Enjoy the lunch. That's Mike Reardon, a member of the Minutemen, the championship Knicks. Queens a, native, baby. Queens, Queens native. in the house. Queens, Let's stand go. Up. Stand up, Queens. Queens. Leave it in the chat, man. Mike Reardon. Thanks again, Mike.